0: Black people don't hope, we wish We wish a motherfucker would be in action Far as I'm concerned, they could burn this bitch to the ground And it still wouldn't be enough And they are lucky that what black people are looking for is equality and not revenge Alright, All right, well three, two, one, Lights, cameras, sound Go want to welcome y'all to the green route podcast episode number 16 uh i am gs and i'm marlissa what's up y'all so we're gonna get right into it jumping right in all right where we going first now
1: yeah let's talk about this dark money so Mm. um (laughs) unprecedented I guess that's the that's the theme of our country right now. But 1.6 billion dollars, right, um, was donated to a new, fairly new conservative organization mm-hmm. um, called the Marble Freedom Trust. Mm. I hate the name, but whatever. So, a little background. So, this um, trust or this foundation Mm -hmm. was um, started in 2020 Mm -hmm. and it was started by a man that a lot of us do not know, but we have seen his work. Um, His name is Leonard Leo and they call him the Supreme Court Whisperer. Mm -hmm. So, this man has been involved with helping, honestly, to stack the Supreme Court, specifically when Trump was in office. Mm -hmm. Um, He's big in the Catholic Church. You see him at the National Prayer Breakfast, all of that shit. So he started this organization, and then in 2021, all of a sudden, somebody dropped $1.2 billion on him. Um, More money than we've ever seen donated to any political organization, anything like that. Come to find out, the person who who dropped this money, he was a 90-year-old uh, businessman. Mm-hmm. Um, his name is, uh, let me get this right, hold on. Barseed. Barseed, yes. And so he was <clears throat> the president of a company called Trip Light. It's in Chicago. He sold, or I'm sorry, he gifted all of the stock. 100% of the <laughs> 100% shares. 100% of the shares. Marble Trust went and sold those shares and was able to get $1.2 billion from it
0: that is for sure unprecedented Mm -hmm. um comparatively they said that in 2020 uh all of the the top democratic nominees um got less than that the top 15 sorry top that includes all together all together wow it beat that wow so the reason why that that's the number one reason why that kind of got my attention Mm -hmm. it's like you spent all this money and it's still no real direction as to where it's going to go they Mm -hmm. gave it to as they call him, the Kingmaker. Yep, yep. <laughs> He's the conservative Kingmaker, mm-hmm. who we don't know anything about. Um, why would you give so much money to someone nobody is familiar with, mm-hmm. or at least the the, th-
1: th- the masses? The masses yes, aren't familiar yep, with. Yeah,
0: um, and that's a lot of money—billion. We're not talking millions. We're talking a uh, bill. billion. One
1: point two billion dollars.
0: One point six billion. Let me not. I'm sorry, was, was 1. it one point six? Yes, one okay. point six. One point six billion dollars. That is the single largest contribution ever. So if if we have any indicator as to what they can do, like you already mentioned, Mel, they have stacked the Supreme Court, the highest court in the mm-hmm. land. Money buys things. This is like a clear, uh, clear message mm-hmm. that that's what it does in the political realm. Um,
1: he might not even go for the presidency either. Like it, it it'd actually be smarter for him to use these funds to stack. The people who can, like, genuinely affect, like, conservative change. Like, mm-hmm. presidency, that's one thing. Mm-hmm. But, like, if you can continue to stack the Supreme Court, if you can stack Congress, if you can stack mm-hmm. judges in, say, swing states, mm-hmm. all of a sudden, like, you got you got some momentum, but it's quiet momentum, which is why he's so dangerous in particular.
0: Well, that money is, in my opinion, is to make up for the fact that they don't have anybody with a lot of charisma. Mm-hmm. Again, going back to my man, Herschel Walker. Uh... <laughs> That's your Lauren man, I. Right. <laughs> He's not, you know, sarcastically <laughs> That's, that's <speaking>. your boy. <laughs> um, all of these folks who really don't have it in terms of like le- from a leadership perspective, mm-hmm. if you lack whatever you lack in leadership, whatever you lack actually in ethical values, mm-hmm. we got money.
1: We got, we can make up for that.
0: We can make up for that. Yeah, we, we, we can we can we can pay that amount.
1: Yeah, this this is pretty crazy. So I'm I'm definitely interested. So it is considered a five hundred one c four company and um, or organization rather so that means they can spend 50% of their budget on Mm -hmm. political Mm -hmm. campaigns Mm -hmm. so so far what I have read is they gifted about 200 million of this um, to uh, obviously right-wing very conservative organizations um but but I mean 200 million of 1.6 billion they Mm -hmm. got a whole lot to play with A whole lot
0: my real question another question why aren't more conservatives being like well this money could be spent on this we wait all, all this wasteful money spending talk that they usually mm. are good about
1: mm-hmm.
0: they're quiet about all of this mm-hmm. but i guess it's because it's probably gonna go to them
1: yeah well i i was literally thinking the same thing i wouldn't say shit either if i knew my pockets was getting ready to be lying i would shut the hell up
0: so yeah we're gonna keep watching this because we're gonna see we, we we just have to follow the money mm-hmm. and uh we're gonna see where this shit go
1: yeah this it's gonna be interesting in next two years for yeah. sure
0: it's so, gonna be good to
1: watch interesting to watch <laughs>
0: All right. Um, Jackson, Mississippi, 80% black owned, black population. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, I got to give very special uh, props to Mayor Lumumba um, because we watched his his interview with Democracy Now. Uh-huh. And to say that somebody, you know, brother uh, is using poise, using patience, using resistance, not resistance, but poise and patience. Let me say that. Mm. And uh every time when they asked him a question about the real responsibility, which we all know where it lies in the governor, Mm -hmm. the governorship, um, he, 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 he touched on it, but he, he, he all, he usually reverted back to the fact that, you know what? We have a coalition of us who are working on both sides Mm -hmm. of it, black and white um, trying to fix this problem. Mm -hmm. So being that this has been a problem for so long, I think that they might step up only because so, there's so there's like a strong lens on it
1: and yes yeah, eyes on it now you you so so y'all a little background on what's going on here. a lot of y'all may have <clears throat> heard something about it but Jackson Mississippi and shout out to my folks down there um, climate change is a thing right, right. so we, we cannot talk about this without saying that this is absolutely a direct effect of climate change right. so um torrential rains hit Mississippi Jackson in particular. Um, got crazy rains, and mm-hmm. what happened was um, the Pearl River, so mm-hmm. this is a river in Mississippi, overflowed. Mm-hmm. Not only did the river overflow, but the reservoir overflowed. And what happened was the chemical makeup of all the water they treat at their facility mm-hmm. changed because when you have storm water, the runoff comes with a bunch of shit. It yeah. comes with, you know, contaminants that's in it. So, the way you treat, if you've ever been to like a water treatment facility, I'm not sure why you may have been there, but it's interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a very specific, like, chemical compound that they use to treat the mix of water that's coming in Mm. now. Because there's a bunch of flood water in now, all of the engineers are like, shit, we can't use this chemical makeup to treat Mm -mm. this water. Mm -mm. So literally what's going on on one side is the the, wa- the pumps won't pump because the makeup isn't right. On mm-hmm. the other side the engineers are trying to figure out how to treat by like testing different chemical mixes now mm-hmm. so that's kind of the science side. The political side of this mm-hmm. is that this has been an issue in Jackson for decades. They yeah. have known their was- their wastewater treatment facilities have been trashed right the, the, the folks that run the place and again, this is a majority black, city and Mm -hmm. honestly a lot of their leaders are black so there has Mm -hmm. been intentional divesture from Jackson Mississippi they haven't gotten money for the repairs the primary pumps have been down the secondary pumps have failed Mm -hmm. and so literally you either have no water or you have such limited water pressure in Jackson that that's why we see all the bottled water stuff. So you, it's not even you can boil the shit out of it. No, now. and they've been under a boil, boil order water, since yeah. July, I believe. Mm-hmm. They can't even do that now. Mm-hmm. So now everything is bottle or bust. And again, this has been an issue for a long time, and we know, mm-hmm. we know part of it is because eighty percent of the residents mm-hmm. there are black, and they just don't care.
0: So I, I, I'm gonna say it because uh, the mayor can't say it. Um, the first of all, Mississippi is one of the poorest states, the poorest, yeah, one of the poorest states, and actually one of the highest populated states for black people, yep. just in general. Yep. So, just those two in itself is an issue. Governor Tate Reeves, said say his name, You're a piece of shit. Mm. the reason why you're a piece of shit is because it's already been brought to your attention. And this is something that again, Mayor Lemuel slid in there, he mm-hmm. didn't say it so mm-hmm. directly, but he slid it in there. He said that. I came into the political arena 2017 by 2018. I had been raising this issue. I had been raising water. I've been raising water as, as an issue and nothing has happened mm-hmm. from it. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to say that i also going to say that New York times uh, reports <laughs> the surrounding affluent suburbs by and large, um, the water on Tuesday was flowing just, just fine. fine. Huh. So, um, the other issue, real quick, the city doesn't own its own taxes. Please
1: go in on this. Yes. So, so yeah, yeah. the thing
0: about it is, this when you don't allow a city to completely control their economic, uh, uh, their economic aspect mm-hmm. then you choose where this money goes so they've been choosing where a lot of the money has to go they've been, they've been earmarking it for specific places has
1: it gone to the suburbs
0: just outside of jackson where the water is flowing um i mean i don't know but <laughs> just I'm, wondering. I'm, I'm sure i'm sure if they're more fluent i'm pretty sure they're getting just, everything that they need just wondering so yeah, yeah it just smell like bullshit It mm-hmm. sound like bullshit so it probably is bullshit so i'm looking forward to see uh what in, what eventually happens
1: yeah yeah i mean i think you're right there's a lens on it now and Mm
0: -hmm. people
1: aren't shutting up about it and Mm -hmm. we we can't shut up about it because we've seen this in detroit yeah we we've seen this in flint like we've seen this time and time again where there's this aspect of environmental racism really.
0: yeah
1: um where when natural disasters occur where we live we take the brunt Mm -hmm. of you know the bullshit because our levees aren't there or our reservoirs are overflowing or our water pumps don't work whatever it is and so yeah hundred percent like jackson has to do something but it's sad that it took years and a A bunch of cameras yes (laughs) which and we're gonna see more of those yeah that's the thing we just had one in dallas yeah a week ago and it's raining again y'all i'm afraid at this point (laughs) Like I'm right afraid. Right to
0: that right and turn the snow. But uh oh, don't say it. Alright, so um oh let me I gotta say this one okay, last right. part one last piece of bullshit. Um they're still getting water bills for them having shitty water. Don't pay shit. So that's another part of it. Don't pay shit. Alright, y'all. Um now we're moving on to the next one. So So Christian nationalism. So again, that is their that is their that is their new word that is their new combo mm-hmm. this is what they own this is what they believing in um, so
1: explain to the people what they mean when they say christian nationalism
0: when they say christian nationalism by their by their definition they're basically saying this uh, they believe that america the basis of america the foundation of america comes from biblical christian values and that the forefathers had the religion of christianity um, uh, it was in it was it was on their minds it was, Cause on, their minds. was on their minds. Cause Cause it they wasn't in the they not cuz they didn't say you yeah, no, no none of them ever said it's in the documents um so christian nationalism is something that they they believe that <laughs> Can you imagine? america should be shaped <laughs> this
1: is what thomas jefferson was thinking
0: <laughs> well first of all he wrote um, this is another part of it. I he saw wrote the letter. a letter yep. he wrote a letter basically saying that there should be a separation between church and state um, uh, what was her name? Was it Sarah? It was It was uh,
1: it was Lauren. Yeah. Lauren's dumbass. So yeah.
0: Boebert mm-hmm. was like some little stupid ass letter. She yep. belittled it, even though that's one of quote unquote her forefathers. But
1: but these are the same people that talk about the constitution as the be all end all. The Bible is mm-hmm. the be all end all, but mm-hmm. this letter all of a sudden is stupid. And mm-hmm. like for people who revere the forefathers the way they say they do, mm-hmm. like it's it's amazing how interesting how how quickly they're willing to dismiss something the forefathers said that doesn't directly align with what they want for this country in this day like Mm -hmm. they always want to play by two separate sets of rules Uh, and lauren is that person for sure
0: and it's it's so it's it's that they're using it in a way to uh cause fear um because when they're talking about the bible in the context of america they're warning people they're telling people they're telling their constituents they're telling their voters they're telling white people look Arm yourselves <laughs> protect yourselves because we have a war that we are potentially us uh, they they're, they're, they're kind of keeping it more on the spiritual war mm. but truth be told if you catch them at the given at any given time you don't know what the hell they talking about and it's like this sounds like the same kind of rhetoric that they were using leading up to January sixth. Mm-hmm. very indirect mm-hmm. and becoming more and more direct as that times coming so it's like what they're doing they're putting that battery in their people's back, yeah, to get started for something.
1: Oh yeah, the rhetoric is is, is starting to change. So we've heard Ron DeSantis, mm-hmm. um, Marjorie Taylor Greene, mm-hmm. uh, Lauren Bo- Boebert. Yeah. So so the three of those, like those are the ones that I continue to hear about. Like you know, this is a Christian nation. Mm-hmm. When when literally we this country broke off from England for that reason. Mm-hmm. Like when you think about the reason this country was even found it it was because of religious persecution. Mm-hmm. So they came here looking for a space where they could practice whatever they want. Hence mm-hmm. why the First Amendment says that like you are to make no law respecting. Respecting religion, right? And then Jefferson follows up with a letter that there is to be a clear delineation between church and state. Now all of a sudden we gotta put prayers back in school. Mm-hmm. You know, it's everything God bless America, God protect our troops and mm-hmm. all of that begins to like add to the rhetoric that this is a Christian nation. But then on the other side It gives people the fire to go and discriminate against Muslims, against Mm -hmm. Sikhs, against, like, people who are not considered real Americans, Mm -hmm. all of a sudden. Even black people, right? Mm -hmm. Because our Christianity is very different than the white
0: nationalism Christianity. My pastor used to say the most segregated hour... At any time in America, it's church time. Mm,
1: mm-hmm.
0: And I always used to say this black people don't own the church because anything we have to put black in front of shows that this comes from somewhere yeah. else. This is this is this it's is a derivative. Yes, yeah, a yeah. derivative. Mm-hmm. So the black church clearly. Yeah. So no, go. my my last point, one one point I want to point out. What they desire is what we call a theocracy. Okay. <laughs> and a theocracy is a government um that is that is that is ruled by religious um aspects Hmm. so again uh, clearly they don't want muslim the muslim religion they don't want any of these other religions yeah they don't want none of that other shit. right right they specifically want which is which is some contradictory shit because again they want it to be ruled by religion but just a specific one and um that's only the first step to that's that's only a step towards authoritarianism mm-hmm. because again if we if we sit up here and tell you that by our interpretation we want um, we want this to be christian based mm-hmm. and our christian Christianity is based on our own interpretation, yeah. that means that shit can go anywhere, it ain't about the people anymore, it ain't about democracy, yeah. it ain't about that, it's about what God wants right. and their interpretation of what God wants, so I'm like, you yeah, know, they're, they're, they're leaning towards, this is going towards authoritarianism, yeah. Yeah. this is not about a democracy anymore, or it won't be, if you leave it up to them.
1: I, and I know we're at time, but I, I just have to point out. So there's a really interesting book. Um, mm-hmm. It's called um, Issues with American History. Mm-hmm. And I think I talked about this on one of the shows before. But what, what it does is it takes two events. And there's a document that was, document that was written by like a European, right? Then mm-hmm. a document that was maybe written by a native or a slave or something like that. Mm-hmm. And it shows you the two different sides of the same event. Mm-hmm. Very interesting to read. But there is one point where you begin to realize that a lot of the language in the very early 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 like like people just got here Mm -hmm. it was all about is this person a christian or not Mm. because if they are a christian here's how they are to be treated Mm -hmm. if they're not a christian here's how they're to be treated Mm. and then that changed to is this person a white christian Mm. or is it a black christian and literally, that's how you start to see, like, the division between a slave and an indentured servant. All of a sudden, like, their treatment becomes different based on race. But I, the point I'm trying to make is mm-hmm. when this country was founded, mm-hmm. there was already discrimination based on race. Regardless of what the document said. Right. There was already discrimination happening about how you treat certain people based on their religious mm-hmm. their religious beliefs. Mm-hmm. And so I think we're coming right back to, and, and I, I hate to say it, mm-hmm. As much as I want to believe that, like, oh, yeah, you know, this is supposed to be separation of church and state and freedom to practice how you wish. They already made it known early on Mm -hmm. in those non-formal, non-official documents that Mm -hmm. if you were a Christian, male, white, straight, cisgender dude in Mm -hmm. this country, you were to have all the freedoms allotted to an American citizen. If you were not any of those things, Mm -hmm. I'm going to start chipping away at some shit. And I think we're getting right back to that.
0: That's what's happening. Copwatch watch 2022 so we've had two recent events that just happened um one in california uh, and one in kentucky so i'm going to discuss the kentucky one first and then i'm gonna let i'm gonna let mel take over for what happened in california so what happened in kentucky was this a brother no, nah, he's not a brother. Can, I mean, let me re- re- remove that. Remove that word from uh, uh, a man who was jokingly making like a recruitment video for the police department um, in Kentucky. Mm-hmm. He uh, basically was saying, oh, you know, join our join the police force. You can shoot anybody. Oh, don't worry about Breonna Taylor. His literal words were, "We killed that bitch." He said it. He said that. Yeah.
1: Um, of his black ass mouth.
0: And that's what he, that's 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 what he stood on. Um, I mean, he later apologized, and he moved uh, to a different um, to a different uh, police force, uh, and it was very much so noted that he wasn't fired because of it. he had moved prior to. So we still have that kind of energy in in Kentucky. We still have that kind of energy amongst police. Yeah. Um. And and another part of another part specifically about that situation. Um. They've been dealing, they, along with other police forces, they've been dealing with lawsuits. Um, they dealt with lawsuits. So it goes to show that it doesn't fucking matter mm-hmm. if you sue the police. They still will have that same mindset. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So Torrance, I mean, it's not much different, honestly. So Torrance is a suburb right outside of LA proper. Um, pretty well-to-do suburb, honestly. So <clears throat> the reason these text messages even came to the surface was because there was an investigation open. You guys may remember in 2018, mm-hmm. um, Christopher um, uh, DeAndre mm-hmm. Mitchell was killed by two officers. Mm-hmm. So they're investigating this, and all of a sudden, some text messages are uncovered. And really what it, what the messages talked about was <laughs> really killing black people. And they, they used the N-word several times over, mm-hmm. but... Really, it was a joke amongst officers that, you know, hey, you know, we can kill, we can kill niggers and who gonna check me? Basically. And, you know, again, this is, I'm, I'm from California, this is supposed to be one of the most liberal places in the world, but you do have pockets. And even in LA, right LAPD, I've watched them run up in my grandmother's house just mm-hmm. because they felt like it. Mm-hmm. So even in the most liberal places, we are dealing with this shit. So imagine what's happening to our folks in these red states,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, who have little to no protection
0: exactly. uh,
1: against these officers. And I. And as as much as I want to talk about Torrance, I will say Kentucky fucked me up mm-hmm. because I didn't. When you sent me this, I didn't know this was a black man. So when I pulled the video up, like I had to stop, like I paused it mm-hmm. to make sure I was seeing what I was seeing, mm-hmm. and I was just like, okay. But but we've talked about before how that blue line, mm-hmm. the color don't matter. When you stand behind that blue line, you all of a sudden a lot of them become become like loyal to the blue line Mm -hmm. the people don't matter anymore and i'm pretty sure that's what we saw with
0: this dude we have we have i think for a lot of for sure black professionals we've experienced black people who are so enamored in their position that It's not that they don't see color. I don't know what the fuck they see or they don't see. But they clearly have a closer connection with something outside of their race, which gives them the gall to actually make comments about other black people. So with Kentucky, again, I'm not surprised when it comes to police officers. Not surprised. In Torrance, I had uh, noted that they had dealt with within the last few years, they had dealt with $10 million Mm -hmm. uh, in lawsuits. Mm -hmm. They had 360 exchanges that were uncovered, that were racist, anti-Semitic, homophobic. In Torrance alone. In Torrance alone. that during that, There's not even re- LAPD, y'all. It's not, this, even, is no, Torrance. It's Torrance. this is Torrance. This is a smaller a, town. A town
1: compared to Los Angeles.
0: And again, wow. uh, they had exchanged uh, cartoons depicting uh, black and brown folks um, joking. So it's just like the, pe- the people who are intended to protect you mm-hmm. are still coming up like this. When will there be a national overhaul um on policing that's, in America.
1: That's what it needs to be. Cause what what I'm loving about all of this though is the police are proving themselves to be ain't shit at every turn. And it I mean it didn't start with you all day, but then, I think that's the event where we were just like, What the fuck are we giving y'all fifty percent of our our budget for
0: police budgets usually eat up anywhere between on the low on the low end 30 percent on the higher end 60 majority of that city's yeah. budgets across america you got
1: ars across your chest but won't go deal with a person with an ar in a classroom well, like what are you doing well why well, are you here
0: these are not our Superman. <laughs> all right so um also more positive more of positive uh Perspective, and I think this is positive, not not because of the money per se, but a billion dollars is a lot. And Jay Z had wrapped in his in his verse on DJ Khaled's album. I don't know if y'all heard it, but it's fire. Um, It's riddled with a lot of a lot of. It's the most, in my opinion, one of the most thoughtful. um, One of the most. Creative verses that I've heard in a long time. The
1: double and triple entendres, and yeah. Triple entendres, crazy. Yeah. Um, uh,
0: but but i the, the main part I, I really want to speak to is the fact that I mean, he was talking this shit, and he was right. Two, maybe three billionaires came from under him. So I think the bigger point that I'd want to kind of stress is mentorship, mm. it's guidance. Mm-hmm. Um, When you're connected to the right people, when you're connected with people who you believe in, when you trust, especially within our community, Mm -hmm. because, again, we're not talking about, again, we usually talk about people who are billionaires and people who are over these corporations. They're usually doing some shitty, shady stuff. I know where the
1: bodies are hitting you.
0: And truth be told, if Jay-Z, Rihanna, Kanye were truly involved in some really harmful, um, uh, uh, humane uh, tactics... We would have known. We would have known about it. Yeah. We would have known about it by yeah, now. They would've would've been would've, outed. Yeah, they would have been out it. Yeah, they would have mm-hmm.
1: been out Um. So yeah. Yeah. No. So I I heard the song. Um. A bunch of people sent it to me. Like, yo, you gotta listen to his verse. It's crazy. So I went and listened to it. Um. Earlier this week, <clears throat> and I'm a Jay Z fan. Like, I think he's one of the greatest lyricists of our time. Like, mm-hmm. I think there are others out there, but like Jay Z's ability to not only pun, he's witty, but then of course like the double and triple are like. His words behave for him. Like, mm. that's what I often tell people who have a way with the English language. Like, words behave for Jay-Z. So, mm-hmm. what I loved about that line in mm-hmm. particular, mm-hmm. though, was it showed that not only was he... Yeah, he gonna get his. Because his his kids gotta eat. His family oh, sure. ate. But, like he realized that there's room at the table and it actually made me go back to the nfl debate people were having a long time ago like Mm -hmm. a few years ago about you know why would jay-z sign this deal with the nfl Mm -hmm. after how they did Colin? Mm -hmm. and i remember telling people like this is one of the most thoughtful people and one of the most calculated people that Mm -hmm. we've ever seen move in these industries Mm -hmm. if he signed a deal with the nfl it wasn't because like he was at we knew it was bigger than the money because he had money right that that wasn't the issue we knew it was bigger and so what I've always appreciated about him, and, I, and I, I do think to become a billionaire, you have to be an opportunist, but I don't think an opportunist means that you can't take people with you. Mm-hmm. And Jay-Z is big on like, oh, no, I'm going to look out for mine. I might shit on them other people who've mm-hmm. been shitting on us for, mm-hmm. for centuries. Mm-hmm. But as far as mine go, like, mm-hmm. we going to be good. And so I would love to see, I know we said he made three billionaires. I would love to see how many millionaires came out of Jay-Z because I know that list is extensive
0: uh i mean he does have a verse where he said uh uh dame made i mean he said uh dame made millions somebody made millions uh he say uh beans would say he made millions if he wasn't in his feelings yeah so this kind of talk ain't foreign to him but that's that's true and that's the way in my opinion as a small business owner that's the way it should be Mm -hmm. like i think like on a localized level this is what we should be doing Mm -hmm. we should strive to be putting each other on um when we talk about him and helping 21 get out of his situation uh, helping Meek Mill be free like yeah, that. You talk is, about these, that. Yep. These mm-hmm. are part of the, this is this is an example of what we should be doing when we're being responsible with our money when we're around our responsible peers. Now am I saying sit up here and put out all this money for just for just any of our cousins? I'm you got to show you willing to do the work. Look fam, we got to yeah. make sure you're not going back. Yeah. We got to make sure you know but I think that I agree, I, I, I I agree, agree. with 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 connecting with your family members, and again, blood family, non blood family, and being of assistance to them mm-hmm. in that way, mm-hmm. I, I believe in it, and I think that that's honestly that's the way it's gonna have to happen. Because again, we look we look at look at our communities, we look at we look at everything, and we see that they're not coming to save us if anything they're on their side revving up trying to uh take over trying to push christian nationalism trying to push Qanon, trying to push all. they're 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 revving up for something else so it's it's imperative that we start to just start to really take a look within our own communities amongst each other and Mm -hmm. just start building those networks
1: you said it ain't nobody coming to save us and and i gotta give a shout out to um b nation Brittany nation she has a dope podcast she's out of dallas um she's from california but she lives here and we had lunch the other day and one thing that we sat around and talked about is even though we're not from here, people have, once they realized that we were really about our work, like Dallas mm-hmm. accepted us mm-hmm. and they brought us into the fold. And since we've been here, we've really been able to build mm-hmm. because there's this, number one, Dallas has become a melting pot. Like if you mm-hmm. meet somebody from Dallas, in Dallas at this point, it's rare. Right. Like y'all are rare sightings at this point.
0: <laughs> I am a Dallas neighbor, Yeah, Like it's, sure. it's
1: rare, like it's rare to be from Dallas. But what we were talking about is, this collective economy that we're seeing be built specifically amongst creatives. Now, mm-hmm. I'm not in the like engineering space or real estate space, but I'm sure they have their own economy going on. But mm-hmm. amongst the creatives, like how I've seen, you know, oh, OK, I got the podcast. Cool. I'm going to send you a hat that you can rock. Right. Mm-hmm. Or some tequila friends or whatever. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, that that we can all figure out. And it means like, yeah, all right, we'll give y'all some airtime then. Mm -hmm. And we just talked about the hood economy, right? I got my car fixed the other day Mm -hmm. because he was like, just tell your friends about me and bring your car back. Shout out to that, brother. Yeah, like, I mean, my skid plate came off in the high water. I was taking a friend to a doctor's appointment. I won't say which friend that was. But... (laughs) But, yeah, like, the dude literally was like, no, I got you, right? Mm -hmm. I didn't have to pay for anything. My AC got fixed a few months ago Mm -hmm. for the same reason. Mm -hmm. But, like, that kinship and that economy is going to be very important, I think, as inflation continues to rise, Mm -hmm. as prices get higher. Like, we're going to have to figure out a way to look out for each other. And with that, us... Um, leveraging one another's businesses, mm-hmm. one another's skills—like everybody can make it. I ain't never been selfish. Everybody can eat, in my opinion.
0: Everybody. I, no, no, no. Just e- even, even, even to that point, um, everybody can eat, and I think that this is an opportunity for us to just to to start looking at our people who are who are gaining, who are building in those mm-hmm. kind of ways. And a lot of times, a lot of us look at them negatively, and it's like we have to understand this. Um, that for sure, for the racists, for the people who, for the for for the people in power who don't care about us, they need the LeBrons, they need the Jay Zs, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that takes their attention off the masses of poor black people that are around. Those getting in that mud, we yeah. all know that. But us as a people, we can't look at how they're perceived by the outside and mm-hmm. be like. Mad at those people. Like again, mad at the LeBrons, mad at the LeBrons, mm. mad at Jays mad at all of these. Because again, it's the same situation. We talk about the student loan. That's it. We mad at yep. those. It's the
1: system. It ain't again. It. Yeah. Let
0: us stay focused, uh, uh, remain steadfast and immovable. Come on, come on, uh, preacher. Uh, 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 in our endeavors <laughs> okay. as we build and grow them, as well as pull pull our people uh, up in that process. I so. said we needed an organ right there. Yeah. So. Steadfast. All right, y'all. So. That is those are all the topics for today. Um, we're gonna check in right quick. Mel, how you feeling?
1: i'm I'm feeling good. I had a I don't know, weird couple days. Like mm-hmm. I think I kind of felt myself slipping into like mm-hmm. depressive mode. Mm-hmm. And those of you who have ever dealt with depression, like you'll know, like you know when it's coming. Right. Um, but you also know when you're coming out. So yeah, I just like Took care of myself. Took some time off. Stayed mm. off of social media. Got mm. some harsh workouts in. Mm. And, um yeah, feeling better now. So, I don't mm. know if it's just the onset of, like, fall. The days are getting shorter again. Mm. But something was going on. Something
0: was going on. So, but
1: better now. Yeah.
0: It usually happens with, like, you transition to seasons and mm-hmm. stuff. So, when seasons start to change, usually yeah. people start to... Your feelings start to go with you. Yeah,
1: I, I am that person that deal. What do they call it? Uh, seasonal seasonal depression. depression. Yeah, so when the when I don't get a lot of sunlight and all that shit. And then I think, too, like you probably start eating more trash because you in the house is so yeah. damn cold. So yeah. I have to be a little more vigilant about my diet
0: this year, too. I feel that. Yeah. I feel that 100%. What so, about you? How you
1: feeling?
0: I'm feeling pretty good. Yeah. I had a, I had spent like two days not following my routine, my night routine. Mm-hmm. I was eating late for like two nights, and then I felt it. And I just was like... This is why I don't do this shit no mm-hmm. more. But once I got past that part, I've been good. You good? I'm good. You eating Williams chicken? What were you eating? I was eating pizza late at night one <laughs> you night, was had some with tacos the other night. <laughs> it just was a lot. Yeah. Was just, I just had to remind myself that this this ain't me no more. we, we
1: not at this big age. Nah,
0: nah. Yeah. Can't do it no more. All but right.
1: outside of that, I'm gravy. Good, dear. Good. So. All right, y'all. Well. Thanks for rocking with us.
0: We appreciate y'all. We to do
1: the benediction. We got to do some organ music or something. We,
0: we, as soon as I get some. As yeah. soon as I get me As soon as I learn to play. <laughs> so I'll say this. Um, again, um, love your community. Love your family. Most importantly, love yourself.
1: All right. And we love y'all. All right. Talk to y'all later. Peace. Sunshine, sunshine, tell me where you are.